At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here with Katie Dirks. Katie has a big announcement regarding her documentary. It's very exciting. The documentary This Is Wrestling, The Joy Ryan Story, is actually going to be screening in Nashville on the 7th at 8.30, on the 10th at 8.30. And that's both in Nashville. Then we go to Scotland. We're headlining a festival there. And then we'll be in Orlando on the 19th, a Saturday, which is very exciting. All right. All of those dates are in October. Check out the Joey Ryan tale told by Katie Dirks. This documentary is going to be badass. All right, everyone. Hail yourselves. Enjoy the episode. Coming down the aisle, it's time to farm. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here with... Katie Dirks. Katie Dirks. What's up, Katie? How you doing, bud? How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. We had a hell of a, a week with professional wrestling this week. It's been like totally and completely insane. I like. I feel like last night, and we're obviously this is Thursday morning, Wednesday night was the big... This is it. The The Wednesday Night Wars are upon us. They are. And it's very exciting. NXT versus AEW. I watched AEW on the big screen at a, at a bar in Manhattan called Dukes. And I yes. watched NXT on my telephone at the same bar. Isn't the future now and isn't the future amazing? And isn't the future wrestling? You can have whatever you want whenever you want it. Wherever you want it. I had nachos. I had sliders. I had, this isn't a food podcast, but I will talk about food quite a bit. <laughs> and I also had a chicken quesadilla from Duke's in Midtown that was very tasty. I love it. It yes. sounds amazing. There's nothing better than eating a whole bunch of horrible fatty foods while consuming a bunch of Bud Light and then watching people and then being like, well, that guy only has five abs, and I've seen better bodies in professional wrestling. <laughs> One shot for each ab. Yeah, that's it. But <laughs> overall, my God, I thought AEW was pretty badass, pretty stellar. Um, what did you think? Well, a few things. First, I don't want to go into like the minutia of each match, because I feel like everyone does that, and, and there's the internet and Twitter for all of that. Yeah, However, check it out. Yeah. Uh, if, if you have strong opinions on any of the matches, I applaud you and you can find details and people to argue with on the internet. I think what I loved about it is we're watching, we are in an era 
where the best of the best are wrestling at one company or another. Oh, like, yeah. This is it. Like, this is the best of the talent that there is. Uh, and we're we're all in an early era of this happening where we're watch we're growing with these stars. We're growing with them. And of course, AEW had a few reveals, uh, one being the former Jack Swagger. He is now Jack Hager, and he is now with AEW. My only issue with the with um, Wednesday night AEW, there was the there was the triple tag at the end of the night, right? With Kenny mm-hmm. Omega versus Jericho. But why not just have Jericho? Why not make that Cody Rhodes instead of Jericho? Because they're trying to push Jericho so hard, and I'm not really sure exactly why they like used him in that way. Because mm-hmm. like, I just wanted them to showcase Kenny Omega in a different kind of way, and I wanted Jericho to sort of be seen as like more of a goat, as opposed yeah. to like, oh, now he's just another dude in a, in a uh, six tag in a, in a six person tag match. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I wanted to see one outstanding match with Kenny Omega versus one other person. It could have been Jericho. That's fine, but I don't know. That was that was the only thing where I was like, ah, I was left feeling a little bit. Um, I wanted more Omega. That's okay. I think, and I don't think you're alone in that. I I wanted more Omega too. Uh, however, I think that you will get the best Omega in time. Like you're just getting, they're giving you little nibbles here because all he's a star. Yeah, and they're also, I feel like they're protecting him, and they're gonna. He's going to have a great trajectory within AEW. He has to. He does, and of course, you know Moxley did come out. Uh, towards the end of that match, he took Omega, put him through a glass table. That was pretty incredible, and I did love that Kenny Omega grabbed like the uh, grabbed the mop and was like, "I'm Kenny the Cleaner," and like there were some funny inside jokes. So that was yeah. pretty badass. But I just want more Kenny Omega at all times. Yeah, I do too. And I, but you will, you will get it. We will get it. And I think everything that they're doing is is for a very, I think a very logical purpose. They have uh, they have a they have direction. They have storylines. They're all going to a place. Whereas I feel like for years and years and years on say not to not not I'm not dissing other brands, but uh-huh. on Monday Night Raw, a lot of times stories would change minutes before the show shoots, and right. and maybe the the payoffs aren't as what you wanted or what the fans wanted, or they were just there's in house politics and and such. I feel like at least. Where they're starting for AEW is in a confident place of of we we are going somewhere with these stories, which is right. So exciting! It's so exciting. It, oh my god, it's very exciting. And with AEW, they don't have as much uh, of a roster. Their roster isn't as deep as WWE, right? Right. Um. So they don't have house shows right now. So they're really scripting out narratives. For my understanding, for like two months ahead. As opposed mm-hmm. to what WWE does, because they have so many people to choose from, and I don't think they really take into account wrestlers' lives at all. For example, yeah. when it comes to Luke Harper, now he's with Rowan again, and we're going to see Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan go against uh, the Bludgeon Brothers, which is incredible. Do you follow Luke on Twitter? Yeah, I do. Apparently, he's amazing. He is very, very funny. Also, Rowan on Instagram, I love. I love both of them. But yeah. apparently they just called him up that Friday before the show. And they were like, yo, so you're going to be doing this thing in like two days. He's like, oh, okay. But with AEW, I feel like they have this stuff worked out where they know exactly what's going to happen, minus any injuries, for the next, you know, two months, three months. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all, I think it's all, it's very, everything that they're doing is very intentional and it feels that way. And the crowd was just so electric when I was just watching even the show open uh, last night. I was just like, oh my God, Ugh, I kind of wish I was there. It just seems like one of those nights that's historic within the industry. Like no one's, there will, hopefully in 10 years, AEW is still around and we can look back and say like, Oh, that like Monday Night Wars was the best thing for wrestling. Oh, absolutely. And we'll speak. Sorry, of, Wednesday Night Wars. <laughs> Wednesday Night Wars. There's going to be a, there's wars every single night. It's America, okay? So many wars. Um. So the only kind of information we have as far as like who won the night, NXT or AEW. Apparently, there were some Google trends. AEW had 140,000 searches, while NXT had under 20,000 searches. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that uh, that doesn't necessarily translate into ratings. I think that's probably because people on NXT are already a little bit more known than the folks mm-hmm. on the AEW. But if you're AEW, just that metric alone, because we don't have all the numbers yet based on how many people actually tuned in. But if you're AEW, 140,000 searches on um, on Google, that's not a horrible night for two hours. And I think if we're if we're just comparing on the surface, if we're comparing the shows... On the surface, I think that production value and commentary on AEW just was through the roof. Absolutely phenomenal. Excalibur is the best thing. Excalibur, I don't know if you heard this. Have you watched Righteous Gemstones at all? Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that one. It's Oh my gosh. It's Also, it's right up your alley. It's about like a mega church family. It's uh, written and produced, I think, and occasionally directed by uh, Danny McBride. Oh, okay. I love him. They have, they have a bit. They have a song and a recurring joke within that show that's... Uh, a line from a song they wrote called, uh, and it's something along the lines of like, running through the house with a pickle in your mouth. And it's become <laughs> this kind of dumb viral uh, comment that if you watch the show, you get the joke. And it's kind of like this, everyone knows you're on the same page. Uh, and fucking Excalibur dropped, uh, dropped running through the pa- running through the house with a pickle in your mouth during a match last night. And oh I my lost God. my shit. I was like, this is amazing. That's incredible. Absolutely amazing. I, I agree. Obviously they got JR when he's not hawking his barbecue sauce, which is pretty good. It's not bad. It's not bad barbecue <laughs> sauce, but he talks about that barbecue sauce quite a bit, but he's, he's still got it. He's not quite the old JR. But you know what? I love everything that he does, and he will always be uh, just a classic commentator, one of the greatest in all commentating history. And mm-hmm. then, of course, we got Tony Schiavone, which ah, I haven't. And he was smooth last night. Smooth as a as a whale's belly. He was unbelievable, <laughs> and I'm just happy that he he made it out of WCW alive, man. Because back in the day, NWO really had it out for him, but he looks better than ever. It's just, it's so fun to see. It, it is the perfect mix of uh, young and, and legend yes. on that commentary table. And I think Excalibur, he, he's so, he's already naturally great, but he's in, he's in touch with the crowd. He's like one of us. He, he right. but he's, it's not this disconnected uh, train to be on camera. And now you have to learn about wrestling commentary. Uh, that maybe we've heard in the past. Absolutely. No, they're they're beasting it on every level. And again, they're only doing televised events. No house shows at all. So I think that's going to give them a lot of time to really figure out what they want to be telling, what stories they want to be telling. And what did you think? Just we'll stick with AEW for one second. And I know you want to talk about how did we get here? How do we end yeah. up with like every promotion under the sun looking incredible, whether it be 
NJPW, whether it be PWG, whether it be uh, ROH, whether it be, you know, AEW, even Impact Wrestling I was watching the uh, other day, and I'm like, this isn't that bad. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah. It's, it's Impact, I'm just going to say, Impact Wrestling, kind of fun. <laughs> um, so wrestling is at a great spot right now. So what did you think about the first match? Uh, Cody Rhodes, Sammy Guevara. I thought I was like, really? A fun, fun ass match. I'm gonna say it was a fun ass match. Yeah, it, I, it, I think also I think what I liked about it the most is that we're seeing a little bit of a traditional uh, throwback to uh, a big name putting over a new guy, or at least giving him a good match, and and show and showing the world that we've got a guy that can do very impressive things. It's one yes. of the best wrestlers in the world that you've never heard of. Yes, you've never heard of this guy. So Cody, I think. Uh, did a great job showcasing what Sammy Guevara could do. I did think there's some nerves. There were a couple little slip-ups here and there. But in the grand scheme of things, it's AEW. It's the first time they're on TV. You're a new talent. You're allowed to be nervous. I'll let it slide. It was badass. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I felt that same way. I think that Sammy, it was a showcase for him. Obviously, Cody comes away with the win, but we all knew that was mm-hmm. going to happen because it kind of has to happen. He has a ma- yeah. massive main event coming up in the very near future. But I thought it was a great showcase for Sammy Guevara to, to be like, yo, I'm a high flyer. I'm technical. I'm able to do all of this stuff. And I'm cute. I'm, I'm, I'm a bad guy. Uh, that's what I thought. He's a cute bad boy. Came out <laughs> dressed like a bear. Dude yeah. was dressed like a bear. I mean, come yeah, on. What's better than that? <laughs> and the only other slip up, that, that I noticed was in the MJF match. I don't know what happened with Cutler. He went to the top rope, and then I think he was supposed to do something. He slipped, which all of us would do. Let's just say he wasn't exactly Undertaker up there. Wasn't smooth right. as the taker right. could be. Uh, yeah. He ends up slipping. I believe then uh, kayfabe's in, uh, in a knee injury, and you know MJF just puts him in his finisher and calls it a match. But I do think that was a mistake. Some people were trying to figure out, like, was that on purpose? I'm not sure why that right. would be on purpose, because uh, usually when you go to the top rope, you don't just slip off of it. Yeah, you're there for a reason. Yeah, usually. But, yeah, you know. typically. <laughs> but that was it. Other than that, AEW, I think they did a wonderful job. NXT continues to do a wonderful job. Uh, that's kind of what we're focusing a little bit more on AEW here up top, just because NXT has been consistent now for, what, three years? Yeah. Oh, real quick, before we jump into AEW, what did you feel about, uh, how did you feel about the Nyla Rose uh, Riho match? Oh, I thought it was incredible. Yeah, I mean, the AEW, I think they're establishing their uh, female division in a different way than WWE proper is. It's not so much, um, it does, you know, hmm, how do I want to say this? When WWE started, obviously it was like the women's revolution. It was very Mm -hmm. much focused on as if it was like other still, right? And now it's a little bit more like mainstream. But I like with AEW, they're like, this is just another match. They don't even really, yeah. like, they just present it as another match. And those fucking uh, great wrestlers, great wrestlers, so, aggressive match. And, yeah, I thought that they were really badass. And it was an emotion. It was more, I feel like that match, for some reason, wasn't necessarily the best match on the card. Well, until, like, the last third of it. It became, like, an emotional, for some reason. And I don't know why. And it's clearly they're they're doing their jobs because I couldn't tell you how I got there. It was a little like I was kind of like, oh, come on, girls, like you can fucking kill this. Like you've, you've two good talents. Uh, one's a little bit greener than the other. Uh, the, the you know, the the big guy, little guy story. Right. Of course. And, uh, and naturally, you always want to root for the underdog and this, that and the other. But like for some reason, towards the end of that match, 
I was so invested. Like I was emotionally invested in two wrestlers that I am loosely familiar with. Yeah. But it's not to say like I would, if they're on a card, they're not going to be the ones that sell a ticket for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was so emotionally invested to the point where I was like, holy shit. And then watching the crowd lost their shit on that match it oh was yeah so much course. fun to watch and just to see this this uh it felt like a coming of age tale of like oh this is we're we're in the best era of wrestling right now like this is awesome it's unreal what did you think i'm wondering where is nia Jax? because i was uh, so- she was injured she's she is she injured. still just yeah. injured is she still under contract with wwe yeah. Because yeah. for some reason, I was just fantasizing about her busting through the oh. gates also and being there. Because I just haven't seen her in so long. But it's just an injury. There's not a contract dispute. I believe it's just injury. Okay. Uh, I know she had like she had knee surgery. All right. I don't know. I felt it. But to your point, it's been a while. It's, it's been, been a long ass like, time. Yeah. And it. I don't I don't remember the s- severity, but it must be bad if she's still out. Because I was fantasizing about her. uh busting through the curtain at NXT because I, I thought maybe she would. But again, the big reveal we had, NXT, Jack Swagger oh, yeah. no longer. He is now Jack Hager. And Moxley is back. And judging by the fact that he put Omega through a glass table, I'm assuming not injured anymore. We have, yeah, we've got, we've got some, we've got some battles coming up with this. Got some badass battles. So anyway, I also want to talk about the Lena Rusev storyline on WWE Monday Night Raw. But let's talk about how we ended up getting to this place anyway. Katie, what did you want to say as far as like the journey of professional wrestling to the point now where we got, I mean, really, if you count Impact and Ring of Honor, you can watch fine to good to great wrestling every single night of the week. Yeah, it's 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 so exciting and crazy and awesome. And uh, I think one of the things that we we've talked about, you and I have talked about, uh, is it's it feels like some of some of the listeners are um, last pod uh, loyalists, yeah, of and course. maybe don't know anything about wrestling, or they liked wrestling, like most wrestling fans. What I've noticed is every wrestling fan I've talked to is the well, I liked it when I was a kid, and then I kind of got out of it, and then this one person came back, and I really liked them, and now I'm back into it. Yep, every single person has yep. that story, and it sounds I'm hearing that more and more of like the listeners seem to be like this seems to be like a gateway to welcome that wrestling isn't scary anymore and you don't have to know everybody on a card and you don't have to know stats. Like if you enjoy it, you fucking enjoy it. It's wrestling. Well, and that's what I was talking to my buddy about yesterday. uh, Jason Kephart. Uh, He's a great financial reporter. Check him out for the financial times. Um, He might be on Abe Lincoln's top at at some point in the near future, uh, the political show. But uh, that's what I was talking about with our show. You know, we have we've had so many great guests, so many independent wrestlers. And Katie and I have spoken about this in the past. We're still a baby. Our show is just a little baby show as well. So we're kind of growing with a lot of these people who are currently on the indie scene. Uh, who are doing big things like Brody King last week. Ugh. He's doing great stuff with Ring of Honor. Every, Yuma, I mean, you name it. We're coming up with this next group of people, and that is why this is such a good show when you're when you're a newbie entirely or just coming back into wrestling. You know, we're kind of just coming back into wrestling as well in a, in a certain way. Like, we're just getting back, you know, heavy into it as well with all the interviews and everything. So we're just growing right along with our wonderful audience. Yeah. 
And I wanted to I want to go in the in the go back machine. Okay. We're going to we're going to step in the go back machine and we're going to go back. <laughs> Hello. It's 2000 and approximately 17. Okay. And do you Okay, first question. Do you remember the first time that in that you saw uh someone else that likes wrestling in the wild? Not like on a chat room or in a gathering. Like you, you saw a shirt that you liked. Yeah, I saw a dude in Los Angeles, two thousand, maybe seventeen, wearing a um, wearing a Bullet Club shirt, and then I stopped him, and I was wearing my Bullet Club shirt, and Aww. we were two very different people. And then I was like, "Look at Bullet Club." He's like, "Bullet Club." I was like, "All right," and it was a wonderful bonding moment. Yeah, and I feel like so the first time that I saw someone in, in recent history, the first time I saw someone uh, acknowledge that they were also a wrestling fan in the wild was in 2017 at a pita pit in downtown Orlando, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I had just, I was, I, I, my husband was deep into wrestling. I was along for the ride, but I was still fairly adjacent. We were, you know, doing the documentary. So I kind of knew what was going on. Um, and this guy was sitting on his phone in a pita pit watching Clips from New Japan Pro Wrestling where Adam Cole had just been kicked out of the Bullet Club oh and Marty Skrull had been indicted or welcomed, indicted, welcomed into the, <laughs> invited, uh, in- yeah. inducted. Inducted. There <laughs> inducted we go. Two very different for. words. <laughs> been watching too much news. Um, uh, Marty Skrull <laughs> had been inducted into the Bullet Club and it was a big reveal where Kenny Omega says every club needs its needs a villain. And and this and Marty Skrull comes out and the and and it went so viral within the wrestling community that it broke out into beyond the wrestling community into the mainstream world. Right. And I think that was kind of I was aware of the Bullet Club. I knew the T-shirts, but I think that was the first time where I was like, oh, this is the first time I've seen someone else outside of my little bubble, my little wrestling bubble yes. in the wild that knows wrestling. And I think one of the things that I want to talk about is Colt Cabana. Uh, and now I'm going way back with Colt Cabana. Colt uh-huh. Cabana, wrestler, wrestler uh, fired from the WWE, doesn't get enough credit for revolutionizing or being part of this revolution that is now uh, every single night that is wrestling on television. He had a, in my opinion, he had a a fundamental hand in taking uh, independent wrestling and putting it on the map to become what it has become. He worked with uh one hour t-shirts one hour tees in chicago okay and helped and helped wrestlers kind of become their own business like if it weren't for colt cabana working with cm punk uh on like a custom t-shirt way back in the day we wouldn't have the the stores that we have the the characters that we have the the accessibility i think to their merchandise and all of these things and you wouldn't know about these people if you didn't have colt cabana and one hour tees pro wrestling tees and stuff like that. So did Colt Cabana, because now obviously he's not in the WWE, is mm-hmm. that because, I'm trying to think, there was a lawsuit, right? Yes. Oh, Colt, yeah. Okay, so Kirk, Colt Cabana, mm-hmm. if I can get my tongue to work, Colt Cabana was in a lawsuit with CM Punk because he sued CM Punk for legal fees that he paid to sue a doctor that worked at WWE. Yeah. Okay, so this kind of probably pissed off Vince, and uh, that's why he's not back. I think the doctor, the doctor's name here, Chris Amon. Apparently, they were upset with the service they received. Uh, WWE does force their fighters or their wrestlers to work hurt, 
And so that seems to be one of the reasons that Cabana is no longer on the roster. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. He was gone before that happened, but he was still tight with CM Punk. Okay. CM Punk obviously left in a ball of flames from WWE, uh, and and broke his silence on Colt Cabana's podcast, which is another thing that Colt Cabana did before most wrestlers did. Okay, is that he he took podcasting with wrestlers kind of to the next level, and so they had their relationship. And CM Punk had their relationship. It went sour quickly. Uh, and now it's turned into kind of this lawsuit back and forth of of Punk doing his thing and, and Colt doing his thing as far as suing each other and all this. It got it very political. Yeah, that's right. Because then CM Punk was tweeting being like, yo, he sued me and now he's upset that we're in a lawsuit together. Right. But I got to say, you know, I would never sue a friend. It would yeah. require so much for me to have to sue a friend. I can't even... At no point do I ever want to get the magistrate involved. I never no. want to get a lawyer involved. No. It is an interesting phenomenon to see two friends suing one another over I mean, a mutual hatred of a doctor. Yeah, considering how much <laughs> both of them is, have like contributed to the industry, it's very heartbreaking to see them sour. Yeah. I want I want them to be friends. They seem like they're both Chicago boys. Oh, they'll slap butts and make up at some they'll, point. They'll, all, yeah, they'll they'll kiss and make up. I they hope. always do. They anyway, always do. Cole Cabana really contributed to the current day uh indie scene and now it has become uh the WWE and, and AEW and every other promotion under the sun that has a TV show. Do you think when it comes to the the, the rosters of these indie shows um, obviously, the, the talent seems to be sort of endless. It seems like there's more people getting involved in professional wrestling than ever before. Um, at a younger age, more athletic people. Uh, people yeah. really seeing it as a way to get success both in fame and financially, uh, although financial success is very difficult to come by in professional wrestling, but it seems like there's more opportunities now um, than ever before. Do you feel like we're possibly running ourselves a little too thin is is because I'm just a little bit like going back to AEW just for a second, not doing house yeah. shows. You know, obviously we saw Moxley got injured. That really messed up the last pay-per-view. I think it kind of threw the entire thing. It, it just changed the entire event. Mm-hmm. I mean, if one injury occurs with AEW and then another, right? Let's just say you lose someone like Moxley again. Then all of a sudden Omega it gets hurt. Jericho, I love him. He, I, I love the bubbly. But let's just say Jericho, he's 48 years old. Like, you know, is there enough in the in the pool uh, to sustain a few injuries across the board in all of them, in Impact, in in Ring of Honor, in New Japan? I'm just, you know, a little I I just hope that there is. Yeah, actually, we were talking over the over the weekend uh, about like what it you know, and we were talking about this a little bit with Brody of like, well, what is the indie scene going to start to look like with now all what? used to be indie guys, indie top guys, picked up by one promotion or another. Right. And I think that it'll kind of be like the streaming wars right now. You have all of this content, you have all right. of these services, that at a certain point in the next few years, the cream will rise to the top, if if I can quote some macho man. Yeah, it's always <laughs> a disgusting saying. I've never liked, I know it's, it's about so corn, <laughs> but I also just, I have a gross mind, I guess, and I just don't like thinking about the cream rising to the top. It's it's so weird, but something along whatever Macho Man said that I'm butchering. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember the Macho Man saying the cream will rise to the top. Not that he the sounded cream, like that at the cream all. Cream of the crop. The cream of the crop. 
That's yeah. right. So that was, I mean, I think everything is going to be just fine. Um, but that was an old, that was one of my only concerns when it comes to the amount of eyes on the product right now. I just yeah. want everything to be good for everyone. But yeah. let's talk. So you wanted to mention, so you mentioned Colt Cabana. Why Cole else? Cabana. Did, why else did we get here? How else did we come to where we are now? I think, and I, and I, and I keep going back to 2017 for multiple reasons. That was, you know, that was the year, uh, that I, that I first saw someone on the outside in the wild be like oh my god have you seen this wrestling thing and we were like what you we know wrestling too wow we're best friends now yeah yeah. um but it was also like that's when um like kenny omega started you were getting five and six you were getting six and six and a half star match or five and a half star matches from kenny omega uh in japan and the american audience is catching wind of it and things are going more viral and then you're seeing names that uh, in the mainstream or like mainstream adjacent somewhere between wrestling fans and the mainstream uh people are seeing these new names that they hadn't seen before and that and that audience that used to be only new japan or only uh wwe or only whatever other promotion you follow pwg i only watch the indies whatever you were starting to see kind of other promotions talking about other wrestlers and you were starting to see really great wrestling and and people like Meltzer who you know say what you want about Meltzer but he's oh, he he's helped great. like promote some of these other wrestlers and at least at the very least became controversial enough where people cared enough to argue over it which is just it's a good great. sign yeah like, absolutely it's a good sign and if you want to check out more or if you want to learn more about professional wrestling great place to start Dave Meltzer he he I mean he just knows what he's talking about and he is really I mean, he's the best journalist right now in professional wrestling, I would say, right? Without a doubt. I mean, I think so. Him and Ryan Satin. Like, yeah. I think they're all... And, I mean, it, you know, it's it's very it's very similar to covering politics, where everyone kind of knows part of it and then fills in the holes with whatever seems right. <laughs> whatever seems the next logical step of, you know. <laughs> yes, and people, much like politics, come up with vastly different conclusions. Vastly different <laughs> conclusions. You can find whatever opinion you want. Absolutely. <laughs> So, yeah, I think 2017 was kind of a big deal. And it was shortly after that where, uh, you know, All In was started by a tweet from Dave Meltzer. Wow. Uh, you know, it was a challenge. And 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 at that point, you were starting to see independent shows draw a little bigger and ratings kind of stale on WWE right. products. And but NXT also started taking off and this. And it's about that same time as uh, NXT introduced NXT UK. And I think that you started to see fans wanting more and and seeking out more as opposed to walking away from wrestling is like they normally do absolutely like, well let's talk a little bit about wwe um i yep. want to talk about the lena rusev storyline but i also you wanna... have to fill me in on this story because okay. i i need to know i'm devastated that's number one <laughs> but before we get to that obviously smackdown it's coming to fox it'll be friday oh, yeah. prime time they got the rock showing up brock lesnar is taking on kofi uh, Lesnar on last Monday Night's Raw, he pissed off the Mysterio family. Ugh. He pissed off Rey Mysterio and his kid. And so there's a lot of people th- saying that maybe there's going to be a run in at the Kofi match. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brock Lesnar won't become the champion, obviously WWE champion, not universal champion. What do you want to see happen on SmackDown? I just don't want to see Lesnar be Kofi. I want Kofi to get over in a national audience in a way that he has never done or anyone has done because they've not been on primetime television. Yeah. 
I don't know, ever? Uh, it's been, I think it's the, the number I've been hearing is 16 years, but that could be the last time that Brock was on, on SmackDown. I don't know. It was, I don't know the last time. This is the first time SmackDown's been on Fox. Right. So I don't it just depends on on your on your gauge. Do you think they're going to push Lesnar though just because he is a bigger name with UFC and they're like, "Well, it's a primetime show now. We need to get relatively household names in there. No one knows Kofi, so let's just give the title back to Lesnar." I really or to Lesnar, obviously. I'm not even sure if he's won this one before. I just really want Kofi to maintain and hold on. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the that's the hope. I mean they are bringing out the big guns for this one. It's yes. and it's here in Los Angeles, and I will not be able to go, which I'm very sad about. My husband's gonna go though. Oh, that'll be good. He'll represent yeah. the both of you. He'll get to see the Rock IRL. The Rock is very buff, very strong. He's just very charismatic. He is very charismatic. So I'm excited for SmackDown mm-hmm. on Fox, but I I just they've been doing so good. Kofi's been doing just, so good, and I yeah. just want him to maintain. And he's been a fighting champion, and the matches yeah. have been great. And yeah. when Lesnar, whenever Lesnar has the belt, I don't know. I kind of like him in the role that he is in right now, where he just kind of runs in and beats up people, and sure. then he kind of dips out. Like there isn't really a storyline with Lesnar other than like the Beast is here, and then he beats up a bunch of people, and then it's like, yeah. and the Beast is now gone, and then yeah. Paul Hyman says some funny stuff, and then um, you know, that's it. Yeah. But I don't really like him as the champion. No, no, I don't think anyone does. Because when he's the champion, he's taking it away from people that could actually do something with it. Yes. He's never there. He's he's expensive, and he does whatever Brock does, what Brock wants. And, I mean, and, you know, and I honestly, I like his matches. And, I mean, the Roman Reigns thing got very stale because WWE, I don't know what happened. Uh, I think that yeah. they thought that we forgot what happened the week before every single week for two years. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know why you're doing this to us again. It seemed like we were sort of living a fever dream. But, <laughs> you know, the, but then you have other matches with Lesnar, like the one against Finn Balor, which I thought was actually a wonderful match. Yeah. A very creative, like Brock actually, they, they, guy, they scripted guy. a match. Yeah. And they scripted yeah. an actual match and told an actual story. Mm-hmm. But those are just so few and hard, few and, and far between for Lesnar. And I honestly, I love a big bruiser, man. I love someone throwing some dude through a table, obviously beating the hell out of someone. Those suplexes hurt. Everything is painful with Lesnar. Yeah. I, I like that aspect. But I think you're right. I want a fighting champion. I want a fighting champion. I'm hoping I'm hoping they won't do anything too crazy. I, they, I'm sure they'll have some title match. There's also Hell in a Cell this Sunday. Yes, and that is extremely exciting. So much exciting. wrestling. So much ah. wrestling. Hell in a Cell this Sunday. Cannot wait. The Fiend versus Seth Rollins. Bray Wyatt is my favorite. I so- love what he is doing with the uh, with the fun house. Mm-hmm. The Fiend thing is like truly scaring me, which is so Good. rare. I yeah. want to be there when all the lights come off and you're like, damn, dude. The mandible claw, mandible claw. It's like my favorite thing to scream whenever I see him doing it. Uh, brings me right back to the 90s with Mick Foley, Mankind. And I just feel like Bray Wyatt is such a genius when yeah. it comes to storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's it's solid. He's taken off enough time or this is a fresh start, it feels like. Really is. And that was speaking of storylines, as we were talking about uh, earlier with Vince, I don't think he did the Bray Wyatt family many favors, the Wyatt family rather. I think he always kind of hinted that Bray was going to get over, never really did. The most successful were the Bledgen brothers uh, who were able to be tag team champions for a while, uh, and I loved them before Luke Harper got injured. 
But now yep. it seems like Vince is like, all right, Bray, we've invested, oh my God, probably almost 10 minutes on every single Raw for the past maybe seven months. It's a long and it's an Undertaker intro. Yeah, it really is. And then the way that they've been able to build up this whole Fiend thing, because he didn't start the Fiend thing right away. It was mm-hmm. like this slow burn of like, there's something going on in the background. And it's hard for a wrestler to show that acting range. Sounds yeah. weird, but he really does show like a certain amount of range that is very unique for, uh, for professional wrestling. Yeah, he's he's I, he's an asset to the company right now. He is huge. I think he's the closest thing to the Attitude Era that we have. I love yeah. his mask. I'm also just a huge horror fan, I, so I just like love his Tom Savini looking mask. He's right just like alley. it's so up my alley. It's so scary, and I have high expectations for Hell in a Cell. That's obviously going to be the main event, and Seth Rollins is is doing great. Um, so yes, make sure you check out Hell in a Cell this Sunday. I think that event's going to be a pretty badass. And, uh, you know, it'll be nice to see a main event that we've never seen before. Yeah. I mean, it's there's so much. How did you feel? There's so much wrestling. How did you feel about NXT's show last night? NXT was great. NXT, as you uh, as always, um, I thought they did not reinvent the wheel. I was only watching it on my phone, so I didn't get the audio. Um, but it looked like it was a hell of a hell of an event to me. I thought, OK, I have two. I have two thoughts on this. First, if we're again, if we're comparing the shows, uh, NXT had better wrestling. AEW had better everything else. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Like Matt Riddle and Adam Cole mm. was so good. Like what? By far, Riddle's best match that he's done, and Adam Cole is just so good. Matt Riddle is unreal. Shoeless wrestlers, Jungle Boy I or mean, Matt Riddle, who yeah. wins? Matt Riddle. I think so, too. <laughs> Those are the only two dudes that have ever wrestled without shoes as far as I know. No, that's not true. Haku used to wrestle without shoes. But I love a good shoeless wrestler. The modern day, in like modern modern company. Yes. Like, between the two of them, I'm going Matt Riddle, although, I don't know, Jungle Boy, he's quick. Jungle he's quick, Boy is quick. I love Jungle Boy so much. It's, like, ridiculous. And Matt Riddle, the original bro. He is, like, Mr. Bro Dog all the way. And yeah, I love Matt Riddle. The the NXT talent has just been cultivated for so long, and they're just yeah. doing such a great job of bringing that talent to the next level where now they perform. Like, they just got it. They they know yeah. exactly what they're doing. I do think the win, and I'm and I'm I'm saying this carefully because, and this is just my immediate opinion, and this could easily change. Uh, but from watching last night, both both products. Uh, I felt like I enjoyed the women's division more in NXT because okay. I was more familiar with the characters. I, right. And also, like, I'm a Candice LeRae, d- like, devotee. Like, I will support her regardless of what they have her doing. Yeah. Um, and she had an incredible match last night. And she's getting a push for NXT, which is super exciting. Great. Uh, and it was it was a title match against Shayna Baszler, and and Shayna Baszler's a badass, and Mia Yim and Io Shirai, they're both complete badasses. Uh, they have badass women, just badass women in the in in the division over at NXT. Uh, and I'm and I'd imagine. That's what we're going to wind up getting out of AEW. But right now, and, you know, it's not really fair to say that the women's division in NXT is better than AEW. AEW just started. So, but God damn, there's so much good wrestling. There is some great wrestling. All right. Well, speaking of speaking of women, let's talk about Lena and Rusev. Okay. 
So obviously in real life they are married. Yes. And they're all over Instagram, and I follow both of them. And you know what, Katie? They're super cute. They're the best. Adorable. They're super cute, and I'm like, okay, they're in love. So next thing we know, we got Rusev. He's in a main event, uh, WWE, Monday Night Raw. All of a sudden, Bobby Lashley's music hits. I'm like, all right, what the hell is Lashley doing out here? And then Lena comes out, and then she looks at Lashley. She looks at Rusev, and then she looks back at Lashley, and she begins to kiss him very aggressively. And it was an open-mouth kiss. Double open-mouth kisses for a good, I'm going to say, 45 seconds. My bitch face right now is just exceptional because this is bullshit this and it was heartbreaking and rusev was just in the ring being like what like what's going down and then bobby lashley was having fun and then lena looked like she was having fun and obviously this is lena's coming back to wwe but Mm -hmm. this is a storyline they have done with her twice before she has Mm -hmm. been like the cheating spouse or whatever yeah uh the cheating girlfriend or wife and now we have a situation where i'm having a hard time i'm just gonna say it i'm having a hard time with kayfabe here because oh. I watched, I watched Lena give uh, a Instagram story. You know, she gave a, one of her live Instagram feeds. She was trying to stay kayfabe, being like, "Yeah, screw Rusev," but she looked like she was about to cry. Aww. And I just don't want to see Vince McMahon break up another marriage like he did with Mark Marrow and Sable, and like what he did with Macho Man. Although Macho Man was a little bit controlling with with Miss Elizabeth. He he has a reputation of like uh, splitting. If you're together. Uh, he'll split you up on different shows because wrestling should be your priority in your life. But it's like now they're not being split up on different shows. They're being split up on the same show, literally. And I'm having a hard time with it because if I am married to someone, I know they're acting. But of course. it's still got to be difficult because on social media, Rusev is not that good on social media. I mean, I'm not yeah. great on it either. I just do my Instagram pictures, really. I but, think he's um, fantastic and Puffin is adorable all the time. Thank you. But he's <laughs> not really like bringing it up being like, screw you, Bobby Lashley. I'm going to get my wife back or anything. He just tweeted out three or four dots. Just like dot, 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 dot. Being like, yeah, I think he's just crying. What's going on with this storyline? It's frustrating because you it's two steps forward, 10 million steps back as far as the women divisions go. Like, why at this point and i like just they had they just had a pregnancy angle which was so still dumb in my opinion uh <laughs> and now they have and she's a talent like lana is super talented she's a good actress she's a trained fucking ballerina she's a trained dancer she can she's she's learned to wrestle like you have talent there use it and if don't waste it on a dumb storyline if you're going to use her use her yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously they said yes to the storyline. I don't know how much say they have over storylines like this, but if I'm like talking with my wife about like, oh, we're going to do this, I'd be like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. I yeah. had a chance to interview Mark Marrow on my political show, and he's going to come on this show and actually talk about wrestling Yay. because he's doing some great stuff with children. He's saving lives. He goes around. He's a motivational uh, speaker now, uh, so which, which is very good and needed. And if you are depressed, I recommend – Listening to Mark Merrill's story about his mother. It's very sweet. And also get into wrestling. It'll make you happier. I, I second that. But can they just say no? Like, because this is such a corny storyline. And again, I am just having a hard time breaking away from reality here because I've been following them so closely on Instagram, right. their marriage, all this kind of stuff. They're very public. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it just broke my little sensitive boy's heart. Yeah, I don't. 
I, I'm, I'm speaking a little out of class here, but I think that if you are mid card at the WWE and they tell you to do something, you have a, you have a choice to take a paycheck or not. Right. And, and that's kind of what it comes down to. And that's just from what I know of the operation of the inside. Um, you don't really have much of a say or they'll just cut your segment. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to. You just won't do anything at all. Right. So, I, so, it, so and I don't think anyone, I can't imagine, uh, I can't imagine anyone wants to be in a scenario where they're doing a story that they don't like or they don't, they think is stupid or they're not being used properly and you're doing a cheating on my husband story that kids like a, unfortunately like a little close to home like all right what the fuck like a no, little cl- it's, it. yeah. it's very close it's very to home. close to home yeah i yeah. just feel like you can have a feud with lashley and rusev because i actually don't mind that i think they could put on some decent massive oh, yeah. uh matches and i'm happy that rusev is back it was just uh anyway i w- i don't think it got the reaction that vince wanted either at wwe because the reaction wasn't like alana yeah. did get a lot of heat um, yeah. And Rusev got a lot of, like, I guess, sympathy, but also he got called a cuck a bunch. The reaction it's on so... social media was more like, why? Like, what the hell is that? Like, why did you do this? That was yeah. that was it. It wasn't like heat. There was the heat being like, you're cheating on your husband. There was a little bit of that. Sure. But I think people were mostly just confused and a little strangely hurt. Because, again, with social media, you almost feel like you know him. And yeah. then it just it, it just was like, damn, dude. Yeah. Damn, I loved you guys as a couple, but I don't know what's going on now. And I feel like stories like that are like punching down on the audience. Like, you're so dumb that you're going to think this is entertaining. And yeah. like, you'll take it, you take it and like it. And it's just like, all right, okay. What, well, everything else was good until we got here. What, what happened? Why, why I don't know. Like that? I know, <laughs> dude. That's how I feel about it. But anyway, we'll see how that storyline plays out. Um, as Katie's been saying, and as she will say, and as I will say, wrestling is great right now, and there's a lot of it on. So if you're at home, you got Sling TV, as I have. We're yeah, they're man. not sponsors yet, but maybe we'll get them. We're slinging. Uh, we're slinging. Just get Sling. It's like twenty bucks a month, and you can watch wrestling any night of the week, anywhere. Yeah. Even you can watch two events at once, uh, as you I did sure last can. night at my sports bar. <laughs> Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah, there's a lot. And it's only there's only going to be more. So Absolutely. it's all very exciting. And we have an email address if you want to shoot us an email. Katie, what is that again? I believe it's kindoffunlpn at gmail.com. Kindoffunlpn at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Let us know what you think. And we will be back with some interviews. Let us know who you want us to interview. If you know someone big or small, uh, we got a bunch of more guests lined up for the future. It'll be super exciting. And we're going to keep on growing the show Yeah, that is called Kind of Fun. It's It's been kind of fun. It Indeed it has. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, my God. And now it's time for Match from the Past. Sitting on the couch, drinking a BL. You got to make the good times last with a match from the past. This one coming in and recommended. By Brody King. Yeah, we should have had him introduce it last week. Yeah, uh, well. But we're, we're new here. We're still learning. Uh, 1996, the great Muda and Jushin Thunder Liger. Uh, 1990, like I said, 1996. It's a fantastic match. All right, check it out. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
right, there it was. The match from the past. Uh, all right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Again, kind of fun, LPN at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let us know who you want us to interview. If you're a professional wrestler, you know what? You may very well get on the show. Come on over. Come hang out with us. Come on over. Hang out with us. All right, everyone. Hail yourselves. And Katie, your catchphrase for this week. You know, everyone's just trying to get by. There it is. Everyone's trying to get by. And you will get by with a little help from your friends. And professional wrestling. Yeah. Hail yourselves, everyone. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.